Good evening, my name is John, and you're listening to A Word with God, and I'd encourage you to open your Bibles to Romans chapter 15. 15, absolutely. We're almost done Romans. Yeah, we are. One more chapter to go. Yeah, now, for, for those who are listening who haven't, who maybe haven't heard the, sh- the show regularly, or this is the first time you're listening to it, just to give you an idea, we really go from Romans chapter 1, verse 1, right to the end of Romans. Absolutely. Uh, which means that um, we've been going through Romans on the radio program because we split it normally yeah. into the sermon into two or three Since last shows. fall. Since last fall. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've gone through holiday seasons with this, yeah. with this, and it, which is great because it's a really good opportunity mm-hmm. to, to fully understand and appreciate yes. the book of Romans. Yes. So, now Romans, and Romans, if we're going to be going through a book of the Bible, is a fantastic mm-hmm. one for us to go mm-hmm. through because it's a very... Uh, what would you call it, Stan? It's foundational. very important. It's foundational. Yeah. So in this particular um, sermon that, that you're preaching this evening, Stan, one of the things that you talked about here was the idea of denying self. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember when I was growing up, we used to have these things called self-denial boxes okay. for children. Yes. So what I understood from it was, I'm going to give you money. My mother would, it was almost, it was almost a little twisted. She, it was sort of like, I'm going to give you money for candy and for chips. Yeah. And you're supposed to take that money and put it into your self-denial box. Right? That's, <laughs> okay. what, that's how I understood okay. it as a child. Yeah. And I yeah. thought, so what, do, no, so no candy then? Did no, you, but this is money for candy. Yeah. yeah. Why can't I use it for candy? Right. So, so deny myself. Like, yeah, it was a bit it, of a it weird. It kind of gets one. you ready for life. You know, like you you you're going to buy a new TV and the car breaks down, you deny yourself and fix the car. Like it's, it's a preparatory thing. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like the man's going to bring you down and, and get ready for <laughs> get ready for misery. We're going to teach you how to get ready for uh, for suffering. Isn't that struggle. a horrible way to look at giving? <clears throat> yeah. It just it, doesn't it, work well, does it? It felt it felt weird. But so self-denial is it, yeah. it's something that, you know, Paul talks about it. Mm-hmm. But and again, we actually just went through in the message this Sunday. We were Paul. Paul was going through a message to the people, right? And you know, it's hard sometimes because I look at Paul and go, "Well, Paul can say that because he's Paul, right? He's <laughs> yeah. super guy, yeah. right?" Yeah. So you know how how do how do we live that on a day to day basis, yeah. denying ourselves to you know yeah. to so we can have that to God and to, and yeah. to show that to others. It, it, the, I think it's a key is day-to-day basis in our own life. Where we start to run into troubles when we take what God has put on our heart for us to do. And I mean there's some really, some really good writers right now like Francis Chan who are talking about you know all the things that we do for ourselves and God's plan is denying self and caring for others and mm-hmm. and in a world that is you know just is destitute and 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 so much of the world's population lives on like less than a you know two dollars a day. Mm. 
how can you lavish things upon yourself and and live an opulent comparatively yep. opulent lifestyle when so many of the world's people and many Christians hardly have enough food for the day and and but when you take that standard and what God impresses on your heart and says now everybody should do what I'm doing and if you're not doing what I'm doing somehow you've missed the boat right where, you know, that's kind of what Jesus was talking about, the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing. Although I heard a really unique take this week on that, where between the left hand and the right hand is our brain. And how many times do we use our brain to shortcut what God would have us to do because we rationalize why I can't do it. But we have this thing where, where we now really have to take it to God and joyfully. That's the key. Joyfully, not begrudgingly, but joyfully give how God's told us to and then not put that on another person. See, sometimes guilt works great for that. Again, as a, <laughs> as a child, right? Yeah. Self-denial. Why yeah. am I doing that? Because God wants you to. <laughs> but wait a second. So, so you're saying I don't get candy. No, because you should feel guilty if you had candy right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not the message, but yeah. it's it's the idea. What you're saying is we should not only do it, not only do you know, and 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 sometimes we do it reluctantly, but have a joyful spirit about right. it. Well, that's what we're going to start talking about in this message. So, uh, grab your thinking caps, uh, have your Bible if you're not driving, ready to go, and uh, let's get going through the Word. Well, good morning, y'all, and uh, it's good to have each and every one of you with us this morning. I hope you have your Bibles with you, you're ready to engage God's Word this morning. I uh, hope you also are planning on being out tonight. Tonight is just going to be an amazing evening of worship and prayer mixed, maybe in a way you've not been familiar with before, uh, very free flowing, and there'll be some direction in the praying, but uh, it's going to be just weaved in such a way that uh, I guarantee you after about 15 minutes, you just won't even remember where you are. You'll be at the throne of the Father and uh, enjoying His company. And uh, I'd like to remind you, there's a lot of work goes into a night like tonight. There's like 150 man hours will go into this evening. And, and we do that because we, we listen to you and you say we want things where we can come together, where we can connect, and we want some, some different ways of worshiping together and, and doing life together. And so as elders, we listen to that and, and we say, okay, there's, there's some things that we can build in here. And we've got a brother who's a follower of Jesus, who's from a Jewish background, who understands the Pentecost feast, and he's going to kind of weave this all together. And then we're going to have a very simple meal together. But we need to be thankful for those who put all the energy and time into this. And it, takes, it does take an awful lot of time and energy. So, Father, we thank you for those who are willing to work in our midst and that you've called us to be together in this thing called a family. And so this morning as we finish off this section from Paul about getting along and living in harmony with one another. And um, Father, would you just drive it home deep into our hearts? Would we understand your word and how it relates to us? And 
Would we find in your word this morning the simple and amazing truths that, uh, that would make this a place to be, that would make this a church that is a joy to be a part of, and that in the midst of all this, we together would raise our voices to you in praise and adoration. Father, I thank you for you that you are a God who hears, who sees, that you are easily touched, that you don't have a heart or a calloused heart, but you have a gentle heart that seeks the heart of his children. And I thank you that we can be your children today, simple faith and simple trust in Jesus. And so in this morning, would we hear the clarion call of the gospel? And the very next step to be brothers and sisters together in this thing called family. This is a day and an age, Father, when the church is subdivided and splintered and broken into so many areas. It is wearying. There is hardly a conversation we have that doesn't have some form of somehow church, some, how some church has let a person down of how a person's no longer going to be a part of this body or that body. And it's a travesty to your name and to what you called us to in that upper room where you said that the earmark of this new way would be the love that it would have for one another. And Father, we're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Would you bring a healing in your body in these days? And would we see you at work here in a way that is new and fresh? Would we love each other and care for each other? And so that is our plea this morning. And so teach us from your word that we would know who you are and how you would have us live together in peace and in joy. And that's our prayer. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we began about four weeks ago talking about being a living sacrifice, and that means living sacrifice is exactly that, living, moving, breathing. A sacrifice isn't a sacrifice if it doesn't cost, and, and there's a cost to being a living sacrifice we are to be holy. We are to be acceptable. I go back to John chapter 4, that we are to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And in chapter 15 of Romans, he's kind of tie all this together as we looked at sacrificing, as we looked at living in peace in the body, and we looked at kind of the fussing and the fighting that takes place that that should not be taking place. And then we looked at living in the world, submitting to authority, authority inside the church, authority outside of the church. When do we stop obeying the authorities? Because God says that all authority comes from Him, has His stamp on it. His purpose and His design is that authority would be in our life to guide us down the, the rails towards holiness and righteousness in obedience to Him. That's the intended use of authority. Does it get perverted and converted? Yeah. But that's the 
plan and that's the purpose and we saw in the ending that it's the whole thing of this we must obey God rather than man but you need to be really careful when you play that card you need to make sure it's biblical you need to make sure that it's accurate and you have to be willing to take the flack that comes from it well we move from there to living in a community of faith and last week we talked about how gracious God has been to you and that means we need to be gracious when we live next to each other as we do life together you ever met people that just have a scowl on their face and they're miserable and they're mean and and sometimes they're in church well it's not good advertising uh not a good advertising at all not one not good advertising for what god's done in your heart and it's not good advertising for what the church is supposed to be so we need to look at why is that coming out of me and uh, we saw that we need to be gracious. God's been gracious to you. Be gracious to others. Hold convictions with open fingers. Convictions are how I live out truth. What does that mean to me? And we talked about, am I going to mow the lawn Sunday? Am I not going to mow the lawn Sunday? Will I go grocery shopping Sunday? Will I not go grocery shopping Sunday? My day of rest, whatever I determine that to be, how am I going to live it out? And then am I going to hold you to the same standard of me? And maybe Mark would not like to mow his lawn on Sunday afternoon. Maybe I would. And, and from Scripture, all days are the same. Live it to God. Um, use it. And, and I would interpret it, mow the lawn. Mark may interpret it, don't mow the lawn. Even worse than that is to have a fist fight about who's right about mowing the lawn. Absolutely not godly at all. That's not how it's to be lived out. And so, um, be gracious, hold your convictions with open fingers, have a gentle and kind heart with those who practice differently than you do. We're going to baptize infants, we're not going to baptize infants, we're going to dedicate infants and baptize them, or dedicate them, not baptize them, how... Go into all the world, preach the gospel, baptizing, supposed to be baptizing, but how do we carry that out? And I may be convinced of one way, back to the fist fight thing, though, and I've seen verbal fist fights. What did he say? Don't tear down the kingdom, build up the kingdom. And should that be something I tear the kingdom down for? Or everyone be convinced in his own mind? Another scripture. How am I going to live that out? Fourthly, keep the view before you of building up, not tearing down. Fifthly, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you the difference between truth that needs to be fought for and truth expressed where to leave it aside. Those are hard things. That's maturity. And that takes a long time and a lot of thought and studying of the Word So, Stan, we have a talent night coming up with some yes, Mexican we do. food. 
Yes, we do. It's, it's in a special. You, you remember the Blues Brothers? Yes. This is a beat the blues. Beat this the is blues. Beat the blues in March. And so, you know how everybody's depressed this time of year? Yeah. We have the best thing going. We have a talent show. Yep. This time we're having Mexican night. It's going to be Mexican cuisine, enchiladas, refried beans, Spanish fried rice. The All whole things kit. good. Everything's coming to you. You can be found online at evangelcommunity.com. Yes. And it's going to be up. on March the 23rd, 5 p.m. You need to be there. Be there or see you not there. Am I willing to deny myself? I don't like denying myself. I really don't. I've got this rule in the house that, that we're not to have ice cream. Because if ice cream is in the house, if it's in the freezer, I have this moral obligation to eat the ice cream. I, I cannot deny myself the ice cream. Now, if you put all kinds of like cookie dough garbage in it, that, that stops it right there. But pure, unadulterated, whatever the flavor is, cinnamon. Cinnamon ice cream. That marble slab. No cut-ins. They, they, what do you want for a cut-in? That's just ungodly. Don't get it. Pardon? Set, what, mix in. Cut in. Mix in. What, yeah, same thing. It's a verbal thing. Anyway, the cut in. Well, they're cutting it in, right? Mix in. Mix in. Deny yourself. There's some things we're going to talk about denying yourself today. God bless you two. First thing we're going to learn is uh, carry every brother and sister. And that's in verses 1 to 4. Carry. Now, we're not going to throw each other over our shoulder. It's a different kind of carry. Now, moving forward. We who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses of those without strength. My dad said you ought to do something. Ivan, I don't know if your dad was like my dad, but if an ought to was like, it was not a, he was not asking for a poll on whether or not we should. If, if he said you ought to do that, it was just basically do it. And that's where Paul is here. He says, it's something you ought to do. You ought to, those who are strong ought to bear, means to pick up with your hand for yourself. The idea of making it personal. It's, it's something that you need to do personally is to bear other people's burdens. Not sit back and debate about it, think about it, rationalize over it. But each and every one of us ought to bear, ought to pick up other people's burdens in our life, who are around us in our life. And here's some burdens that they may have, errors that have come from weakness of thinking, and persons who don't have maybe a full picture of the Scripture yet, or, or they haven't thought it all through, or they haven't had the information given to them yet, or they need to have some grace extended to them as they work through their faith. Working through your faith takes time. Building convictions, we learned last week, is a process, and it takes time. And so during this building up and maturing, we have this thing called bearing each other's burden. Those who are weaker, not as developed in their faith, putting you know, things together for the first time. It's like the kid in school who always had their hand. It looks like they thought their hand was going to fly off. It's like they always had the answer. I was never the person flailing my arm around with the answer because I was always working. Well, that could mean this and it could mean that. And it could be, I'm not good at multiple guess questions because I worked them through too much. You, 
ought to bear the weaknesses of those who are developing and growing in their faith. You may have the answers. They may not. You may have it worked out. They may not. You may have a good understanding. They may not. To those without strength, that's our brothers and sisters who, who are kind of powerless. And I was thinking about powerlessness in our Christian life and some faces that that may have. And they, they just may be unable to get it done. There are some things that may come very easily to you, some concepts that may come very easily to you, and another person may work them through all their life trying to, to grasp what those concepts, some of those concepts may be grace, some of it you know, may be holiness, some of it, may, and you can kind of fill in the blank, and it takes time to work, what do those things mean, and how do I live them out? In fact, for some people, it may be impossible to put together. And what you are able to do, that person may not be able to do it. We were just talking in the back about those who, I mean, I can't read a note to save my soul on a piano. And there's people who are very gifted at reading music. And I think I could stare at that page till the cows come home and I still wouldn't know what to do. It's just not within. I've tried. I've tried to learn it. I can get one note at a time, but you start putting five or six lines of notes across there, and this just goes like. There's some people that may just not be able to put some things together. And some have been disabled. Use that word judiciously. Some may have been disabled along in their life and their faith experience. And you know, well, what do you mean by that? I put down here severe abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, spiritual abuse. There is such a thing as spiritual abuse. It causes a numbness of the heart, and it takes time for that numbness to thaw out. Sometimes it never completely thaws out. That's a matter of prayer and fasting and the Holy Spirit coming into a life. And we've got to be careful even there that our conviction of how that works out, some in their experience may go, I had prayed, I came to God, and I was delivered. The next person may come and pray the same heart, and they are not immediately delivered. Is that the right way? Is this the right way? Or does God work with individual men and women as God sees fit and as God knows how is best for them to have it worked out? Well, being brought up in an overbearing home. Some of us were brought up in homes we, didn't, we were not taught to think. We were just taught to do. Don't think about it. I didn't, I didn't, you're not my son to give me, me your opinion. You're my son to do what I say. Some of us grew up, especially us old folks, it was kind of the way it was. It's hard is then as you move out and into our spiritual context to think and to look at the Word and discern for yourself and to work. Some of us that doesn't come easily to. Another area is exposure to negative, critical, abusive thinking wrapped in the disguise of Christianity. There are some mean, miserable people out there that call themselves followers of Christ, and theirs is a mean gospel, a God who is vengeful, a God who is... is and, and there's some stuff that comes from that. It takes time to get over and to find freedom. 
And another area is exposure to cults and faults or, and man-made religious contexts and constructs. And a person that's brought up in, in an off-based religious background can take, it can take a long time to get over that and to figure those things out. Back to verse 1. And not just to please yourself, so it's there that you're to bear, you carry, uh, you ought to be, uh, who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses of those who are without strength and not to please yourself. And we talked about the ham sandwich thing where Mark is a vegetable eater and he has a cucumber sandwich and I have a ham sandwich and I don't eat my ham sandwich and, st- you know, I, I bear another person's burden. I don't think of my own thing. I go over to Mark and I say, why do you make this ungodly cucumber sandwich for me? I, no, I just eat it. I bear it. And he's a meat eater. I'm just teasing him. But I mean, I bear it for him. I don't complain about it. I don't say, let me sit you down here and explain Peter and the sheet and how everything is clean and let's cut the ham out here. I don't do that. That's not the purpose. And not just please ourselves. Don't get focused on your own thing. Don't get focused on your agenda so that you throw the weaker brother or sister under the bus. You bear their burdens. You carry their their burdens. So Stan, in, in this message, and I've said this before, it's sort of the can't we all just get along, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and interesting segue I'm going to put into this one is that this past Sunday, we had different ages, yeah. different cultures, right. different languages mm-hmm. that we were, because in the evening we had a, a worship service, we had uh, Spanish, Latin American worship going on at the mm-hmm. start, and then we had... You know, North, North American worship going on after mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. and even the person who was speaking at it, he was speaking in English and Spanish, yeah. and going through what I would actually say mm-hmm. his 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 methodology of, of speaking mm-hmm. was Latin American. Sure, how he was going through it, but people were really kind of getting into that, yeah. and I, I think it's a testament to to the church yeah. when you can when you can do something like yeah. that together. When you add in there that it probably a third, quarter to a third of the people there were also African. Yeah. So there's this African, Latin, Caucasian mix of people coming together under the banner of Jesus Christ, worshiping one another, giving to each other. We have a Latin church that is in our building, yep. and we really... Uh, we really don't view them that they're renters in our church. They're really just part of our church family. We have uh, those who are from uh, Colombia and uh, and other parts in South America who are part of our congregation. So God has put this this almost called it a mass. It's a beautiful mass mm-hmm. together. Does it have challenges? Yeah. Does it have times where you just, you know, where there's some confusion because of how we communicate? Yeah, but there is something amazing. And when I look at it, the joy of people coming together uh, under that canopy, um, what makes it work is when we deny ourselves, Mm -hmm. think of the other person, 
And when everybody's doing that, it's kind of like, let's have a contest to see who can be the most giving. Well, it's, it's neat because last time that we had this, you, you even said to me, I think, I think you said something like, this is almost like a little slice of heaven. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> the, the term that I used for it, and, and I know some people had some giggles on it, I, I, as I said, it's awesome sauce. Yes. Uh, it's just really, it was a really enjoyable thing. And we have it every, every couple, couple of months. months yeah. Every couple of months we have that as an evening service for worship. And uh, it, it's, it's a, as I said, you're right, it's a testament of denying self, mm-hmm. getting, out of, getting out of something that we would expect. Um, and, and as the church did in Rome, uh, you know, from the different people, that's what was available. So, anyways, I, I think it's a great testament to the message that you had today. So, um, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us this evening. And next week, we're going to continue going through Romans. We're going to continue talking about self-denial. I'd, enjoy, I'd encourage you to join us next week for that. And as always, don't uh, remember, don't end your day without a word with God. Here it comes, brand new day, but I don't know what will come my way. Rise or fall, your love will see me through it all. Up until today, and challenge like your.